Yeah, are you there? Mr. Lowry. What's happening? Ooh. Great. Can you hear me? Because I know that we've been up all night long. It's my son's 12-year-old. He's turned, he just turned 12. So you already know we've been partying all night long. That's awesome, man. Congrats. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're in Delaware and Bethany Beach. So the Wi-Fi is somewhat spotty, to say the least. <laughs> Not bad. I It sounds pretty good over here, so I think you're oh, in good cool. shape. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to um, say, uh, no, you did a great job at the uh, conference. And I just thought it was so cool because it was so intimate. And I wanted to get to talk to you and, t and ask you more about um, how you got into the industry, uh, yeah. what are you working on now, how you get into this new space you're in, because a lot of our audience members, they want to do some things similar type to what you're doing. So yeah. they just want to know like how you got involved and how do you get started? Like, can you take us back to your college days? Ooh, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, man, I'd love to. Uh, and thank you so much for making some time for us to connect. Uh, like I said, I felt so bad. We were literally, you know, 30 feet from each other. <laughs> and we just never, you know, because we were both so busy jamming. But um, yeah, man, I, I, from the time I was a kid, like six years old, I was just fascinated with radio. Back then, you know, it was Rick D's would do the weekend countdown, right? The Rick D's weekly top 40. And Saturday mornings, man, even at six years old, I was up on a Saturday at six just to listen to the countdown because it was just, it fascinated me. So that was my first, um, that was actually my first, I guess, real career at 22. I got really lucky because I didn't I didn't go to school for broadcasting. Uh, I tried, you know, five times to to go to college and get a degree and, and failed miserably each time. Uh, not failed, but, you know, just fell out of the race because uh, life. Right. And so 22, I got really lucky with an internship at a uh, I'm going to make you laugh, a Christian teaching and talk station that I literally just pressed play on a half hour program and would sit there and wait and listen and then play the commercials in between. And that was it. That was like my first, you know, gig. But if not only was it an internship that I didn't get paid for, I had to pay to be a part of the internship program. It was like 400 bucks. But, uh, but a year later, uh, the music station that was their, you know, part of their, uh, their communications group they hired me on to do afternoon drive and uh three months later i was the program director and morning show host of that station like it was crazy how it worked out it was just one thing led to another led to another and so i did you know i i had an 11 year run in broadcasting traditional you know terrestrial radio and bounced around the southwest a little bit got to do some cool stuff and do a countdown i did a syndicated countdown for a while that was on uh 36 cities nationwide. It was really fun. It was pretty cool. So got to do a lot of the stuff that I dreamed about when I was a kid, uh, you know, just sheer guts, you know, just showing up and trying to look for opportunities to be of service, whether it was at, you know, live remotes that they were doing, or if they needed help with voice work on a commercial. And that's kind of how it started. I then transitioned the last um, probably 13 years. I've been working operations between two different companies. So the first six, uh, about six years, I was a contractor at a few different BPOs for AT&T for their U-verse uh, tech support. Started taking phone calls and about, you know, 12 months later, got into training and then management, you know, second level management, coaching and developing. That that was really my bag. That, that was a lot of fun. And then the last seven years before NFTs, I was at Apple at, uh, and same thing, started taking phone calls in Apple Care, and wound up working in their investigation operations team, um, which was a lot of fun. We got to do some pretty cool stuff on the back end to help, you know, get down to root cause of issues. And then NFTs, man, may of last year, but uh, that changed everything. I thought radio was done. It's been 15, 16 years since I was in radio. And I got really lucky with a giveaway from Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, his first giveaway that he did in his Discord for V Friends, he gave uh, me and two other people um, a, uh, I got a tremendous tiger, rare. And that quickly became a, uh, yeah, just a movement of let's start doing Clubhouse. 
let's uh you know let's do like a, a daily clubhouse and then from that now it's spaces and crypto radio network that's the that's the punchline like it just evolved back into what i really wanted to do which was radio since i was a kid so how did you um how, how did you like the clubhouse experience i was getting into it at first i was like this is like a chat room or, or a live yeah. chat you have on a phone call and then and then i was like okay it's kind of cool and people it was kind of interesting at first but um what, what was your first impression of clubhouse when you first got on that network? Yeah, I liked I liked it. It kind of felt like home to me, like a little bit like radio, um, especially like with callers and listeners and that kind of stuff, right? The interaction piece. But the truth oh, is, yeah. in radio, depending on what you were doing, you might go four hours sitting in the box all by yourself, just talking to yourself. So that element of having people in the room with you, that real time, we're just exchanging ideas. Um, and and I, it's so funny because I never really crafted a show in clubhouse we just opened up the opportunity for conversation and of course different topics come up but it was similar in that regard that it was uh you know you're you're basically on the mic uh but it was so much better because you have real-time interaction with quote-unquote listeners that can jump in and out of the conversation anytime they want i loved it i thought it was great we caught it on the tail end obviously of the, the growth right. so um so yeah so enter twitter spaces which is same idea same concept right same tech it's just a little bit uh just a little bit limited you can't have 100 people on stage which is fine right so so um so you do you like the interaction better than being in the booth talking by yourself because you seem like you, you seem like a tradition you have you have two different personalities <laughs> you actually have a ton of personality Right. I was like, this is a GQ5 type of person. And then it's like this tech guy. And then it's like this, this suave right. like interview person. So it's yeah. like, what's, what's, your, what's your favorite persona? Ooh, that is a good question, Vaughn. Um, <laughs> my gosh. I mean, I really like, I, I really do. I enjoy the interviewing piece. I, I know you do too. Like I, I've, I've seen your work and, and obviously follow 360. Um, and, and you, you and your team have done an, an absolutely brilliant job. And I know you get this, like giving people the platform to be able to share their story, their journey, their ideas, their talent, and really feature them in a way that they just otherwise wouldn't get it, right? Is there's right. something magical about that and connecting listeners or viewers or readers with those people. It's uh, in the beginning when I was younger, it was a little bit of a head trip, right? It's a little bit of a power trip, right? And, right? There's some uh, some filling some insecurities that it does for us early on in life. But good news, I think as we age like a fine wine, uh, we get better, you know, at, at kind of focusing in on what's important. And it really is just the connection piece. And and that's a fulfillment of, of giving people that opportunity to uh, amplify their voice in a way that nobody else, you know, can, um, just honored to do it really. And so it doesn't necessarily do anything for me as in, you know, look at me in the spotlight these days. Now it really is about how, how do we get as many, you know, eyeballs in, uh, to, uh, to connect them with people that we really love their work. So that part, I love the interview piece more than anything. So, so in terms of amplification, what would um what what are some of the voices that you want to amplify or enunciate in your program the most fun that i've had so far and i, I want to follow their journey I, I was thinking about this this weekend as we were doing it and uh, kind of uh retrospect you know just reviewing the week nft kids right Teresa melvin christopher l all those kids yeah, yeah. are listen they're going to be around the next 40 years right what a cool opportunity we have to be able to follow their journey literally from day one all the way through to whatever it is that they wind up doing, right? Whether it's in or out of the space. It that part right. is absolutely one of my favorites. I I light up when they walk in the room. And they're so they're so gracious. Man, they're so thankful, right? The first interview that we did with uh Teresa and Christopher specifically was in Miami for Miami NFT Week. And man, yeah, they, I saw that. More, they just couldn't have been more thankful. And, you know, they've been following, liking and retweeting posts for Crypto Radio and for me. I mean, it's just been a blast. 
And their parents, of course, are all amazing. Yeah, their parents are great because they're yeah. very, they're very professional and they just seem like they really had going on in terms of like really, you know, just getting their kids into the whole culture of what we're doing. It's so cool. I was like, wow, these kids, I, I was wishing to myself, I was like, I wish I was like 11 years old. <laughs> With mm-hmm. an NFT, by the time you turn 20, it's like oh. it's like I worked at, it's like back in the day I worked at Aetna, and I was like 22 years old. And I think I made I made a lot of money, and um, right. I was like, and then I, it was like a fast track, and I was like, ooh, so, you know, the left, the left road, the, the the right road, which one do I take? So it was interesting. It was very interesting because yeah. you know the healthcare industry at the time. 20 years ago it was just like it was the it was a very different world, and you could really make some serious money. Uh, I said to myself, oh, no. yeah. yeah, and I was like, is this something I want to stay in? Do I believe in this? And then I found out about some of the things that, you know, happened on the back end of healthcare with the case managers. It just was, it became a little bit of a, like, how do I do this? Right. So, um, but with you, with working with these kids, um, what I found is, like you said, like they're so in and out, like we're just learning about the stuff. Like, <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, they're learning about it too, but they have a lot more time on their hands. <laughs> right. I mean, well, plus school, right? So, and Genesis included, you know, at nine years old, my God. I mean, he's going to be a, a, you know, an absolute beast uh, in 10 yeah. years, right? And what I really love about them is they're already thinking, they already have been thinking since, you know, they got into the space about how do they onboard other kids? How do they teach and educate? Which I, I just... I mean, I can't get more excited about that's, you know, that's what I live for is the coaching and developing piece. So for them to take that position and that role in, in such yeah, a that's cool. way is to be so fun to watch, man. And they're making it, it's, it's, they're making it like a type of movement that the energy space was, it felt like that in the beginning. And then yeah. kind of like last year, that was like, it was, a, it was a big letdown for a lot of us because it just felt very about money and capitalism. Yeah. It didn't feel communal at all. So um, to see the, the younger people and the younger generation, how they're adapting to it, it's just so awesome. Like you said, right. like I was, you know, working in any industry, you know, you know, such such an early age is like, you know, I think to myself, if I if I'd have like kept that million dollar policy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's so many, right? Uh, yeah, it's so crazy. So it's like the same thing with yeah. them. It's like if they get the right NFT, it's just nuts. I've, I've seen so many success stories of these young people selling NFTs for three hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, you're 13 years old. Like, what do you do with that money? Insanely cool. <laughs> like, I know, and ferocious, right? I mean, he's into the millions now. Like, it's just, it's so, it, it, it's so inspiring because, uh, and I don't think it's so funny because I think other artists too. Nobody looks at it and says, "Well, where's my stuff?" What's really cool about this space is everybody, regardless of what level of success that they've had when somebody hits big uh or small right when somebody really hits man everybody's just just excited yeah Yeah. super excited super encouraging that the community has been one of the most um yeah it's just been one of the most pleasant right kind experiences i've ever seen we we, you know garbage but yeah and i really i really like the uh, nft vip because um, Julie has such great energy. She really knows how to wrangle people. I was like, this is kind of interesting. Like, she had, she yeah. wrangles everybody that you want to meet. So it was so beautiful. And like you said, we were so busy and it was so loud. And um, it was just a lot going on. Um, I saw you over there and I was like, look at his setup. So can you tell us about, okay, I want you to walk us through this setup and how you put this together all the time. Are you? Are you coming in in the morning? Do you have a little crew? You have some little elves or something around there? <laughs> <laughs> I wish we're not there yet, but, <laughs> but explain, uh, explain it to them because I don't think people understand how serious you. Are. I mean, like you had a yeah. backdrop, you had your lighting was perfect. I was like, this man knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, um, I, I was like, this is definitely gonna be on air, guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, thank you, man. I, I really do. I appreciate the compliment, and you too. I mean, the blinged out bike and like you just you had such cool setup, man. You had a vibe uh going on over there but it you know it's it's interesting it's a work in progress as everything is um i obviously i have a little home studio set up where where really the show was born in was this room and then thinking about the events it's like well how do we how do we recreate right and how do we actually create a space where we can can conduct interviews in a way that doesn't feel you know doesn't feel just kind of thrown together and 
that's where I, you know, had to invest a little bit of money. Thank you, V Friends, because I did buy. I, I after Gary gifted me one, I, I bought one um, that I cashed in in February for a decent, like decent chunk of change for operating expenses, and so that uh, allowed us to be able to buy. You know, we've got like four wireless mics and some lapel mics and. Um, the uh, the backdrop, right? That big banner, which is ridiculous. Right, the backdrop. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, it's just we're so blessed, dude. Um, and uh, and then yeah, like, yeah, Rodecaster, yeah. Well, we do. So yeah, portable. So just like the Roadcaster, Tascam makes a really nice unit that's got uh, you know, it's got multiple mics in. Uh, it has the ability to bridge Bluetooth over the phone so you could take calls. I mean, literally, we could hook up our 800 number tomorrow, which we have, by the way, 866-WEB-301, uh, WEB-3101. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of fun. We haven't fired it up yet, but um, but if we wanted to, we could forward that number right to the iPhone, plug it, and, it, and it'll bridge seamlessly to the setup that we have no matter where we are. Oh, nice. And, yeah, it's really slick. So... It's that next evolution of, and careful. We were very careful about, okay, what do we need to get? What makes sense? You know, we we can spend the money on, you know, $10,000 red cameras to, you know, to capture the video right and all that. But that's where some, then some friends stepped in. So J-Dev, um, uh, Herman Johnny, uh, or Hemron Johnny, he, uh, he stepped up, flew in from Curacao to New York mm. and said, I got you, don't worry about it. He brought two cameras, uh, did a multi-cam setup everywhere we went. Um, we also put together a really nice portable rig of just two wireless lapel mics, super easy, that we were able to interview the co-founders of NFT NYC right on the floor of the expo. I mean, it, it, so many things came together and really the punchline is Vaughn, um, the, the equipment and all that stuff really came from a belief in this community um, that there was something of value that we could bring to the table. If we didn't have that, there we would I wouldn't have pursued any of the other stuff, right? Um, so just having a community behind us that says, "Hey, we're all in," like whatever you need. Julie is a great example, right? Julie Lamb had no obligation um, to us whatsoever, but she made the conscious decision to say, "No, you're you're going to be there," and. We want you to be a part of a media. She put together that media panel for us, right? To share our thoughts and ideas too, which was like, that was like the icing on the cake for me. But it's really, it, it comes back to what makes sense. Um, but really the fact that people are are willing to step up and support in ways that I just didn't even think was possible, man. Um, that That's really where all of the ideas about what can we do when we go live, that's where that comes from. And then also, can you just explain to people and that just want to get into the space? But you know, there's so many, there's so many, like you said, like, and we both know you can buy the top of the line equipment, but if you don't know if you don't know what you're doing and how to connect it, it's a waste of time. Right. So um, there's a difference in microphones. What do you? What uh, you, you're talking about lapel microphones? So are those microphones dynamic or are they condensed mics? And can you explain to us um, sure. what exactly those are so people can understand? Yeah, it's really interesting. Those are just, uh, I'm going to make you laugh again. They were $16 for two wireless mics and a receiver that plugs into the lightning port on a on an iPhone. Just simple little dynamic mics. And, you know, you could go out and buy the nicer Rode or Shure or, you know, any of the uh, Sennheiser, right? It has really nice lapel mics. Those mic packs are fantastic. They pick up great audio. These actually did the job pretty well for, you know, a tenth of the cost. Uh, maybe less than that, right? Maybe a 20th of the cost, but, um, but they're, yeah, they're just super simple little dynamic mics. They just clip on and then, uh, they, you, 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 did you guys get it from Amazon? Got it from Amazon. Get it from yeah. I'll go find it. In fact, I'll go find the box. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. But, uh, no. yeah. Otherwise, I mean, getting in, you know, getting into like podcasting and really the radio show too, it's by far. This is the cheapest it's ever been to get into radio. Why? The cost for us right now to do nationally syndicated radio is like, uh, it, it, it's not free, but it's, it's pretty damn close compared to where it's been. Why? So Why? Um, it would have been easy to just start a podcast, right? And for anybody that's here, you can honestly, you can pick up all the equipment you need, a microphone, an interface for your computer, 
Um, you could even get the computer, right, for payments on QVC. Like all of those things are possible to do either on monthly payments and really come in at under $1,000. You can have a setup that, you know, that works really well. You could actually do, if you already have a computer, which most of us do, right? You could, you can pick up just the mic and the equipment that you need for, you know, under 300 bucks. It's super, super inexpensive. Then it's just a matter of learning the tools. So like Anchor FM or something, you know, some other service that'll help you upload. Uh, Riverside does a good job too. They do a good job with, uh, with studio, um, or this free zoom, right? Just having right. guests on zoom is free. It's amazing and it works. So, right. And it's like the sound from the video. Exactly. And I did it for you. I love and then that. on top of that, you can give it to, yeah, you can do it to a sound engineer because I'm completely technical. I'm like, I can't do anything technical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already know that I got to hire somebody to help me mint because you know, I have no patience. <laughs> we, yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, yeah, thank, thank God, right? That we have, a, we have a lot of friends in the space that we can lean on because, uh, I'm in the same boat, man. I'm, I'm less technical and I'm more about, you know, the relationship piece and the community and all that. But the truth is, you know, you, you can learn a little bit enough, at least to, to be dangerous, to be able to edit and do all those things. But there are, there's services out there that they'll help you out for, you know, maybe 150, 250, 300 a month, uh, to, you know, cut up your episodes and, and get it, you know, pristine with a nice little intro and outro. Uh, what are some of the better services that you found? Uh, I mean, they're numerous, uh, literally just podcast editing. If you literally just Google podcast editing, um, you'll find, I mean, hundreds of people that do it. Fiverr, there's a ton on Fiverr Fiber, that you can get uh, yeah. super cheap. Um, that's really another great resource. And then believe it or not, LinkedIn, I've found a few. Uh, there's a couple onesie twosies on LinkedIn that they're actually, you know, using it as a platform to promote their services. But, um, you know, but that's part of what I've done too. I've, I've produced a couple podcasts for folks and some of them have been super successful. Some not, you know, miss hit or miss, but there's, uh, you know, there's the whole marketing piece too. And I think that's where now we start talking about like, you know, really building relationships like with you, right. With 360 bag, I mean, for crying out loud, you you have so many eyeballs and it's a great place right for a new up and coming you know talent podcaster radio show host whatever it is uh youtube to uh to be able to advertise with you even with coindesk you know coindesk has some some options your voice out i mean that's a no-brainer especially in this space they have a million eyeballs a week um so uh you know or that now we start getting to big bucks, but the truth is you're still underpriced, super underpriced advertising right now. If you're looking for attention, what is it's still Facebook, it's still LinkedIn, it's still Google. TikTok, Google, yeah, Google, it's still, you know, pre-roll on YouTube. There's so many, so many options, but a lot of it is consistency, right? So that's the key. And Vaughn, I'm I'm the last guy to talk about consistency because I'm not. <laughs> Other than getting the show, we actually have done even you know a poor job getting the show on the air every week. Sometimes it's technical issues and that kind of stuff. But the punchline is, if you just show up, um, word will get out. That's the truth. Showing up is like ninety percent of it. And uh, whatever it is, whether it's you want to do a Twitter Spaces every day or once a week. If you want to host something on Instagram, Julie's built a ridiculous following on Instagram on her live show um, out of thin air, right? Right. Uh, no money, no promotion, no nothing, just organic growth. And she'll have 15,000 people show up to a live stream. It's incredible. Um, wow. So it's just show up, you know, figure out what it is you want to say or what you want to focus on. Like for us, it's we want to feature creators and really give new people coming into the space, a nice, easy, soft entry point. So whether it's somebody that maybe has, you know, heard a, at least a little bit about NFTs or at least heard about SHIB, you know, or Dogecoin that they, you know, maybe have some understanding or uh, as Evan Mann, one of our co-hosts likes to say, you know, whether it's your grandmother that's, you know, 65 or 70 years old and she's, she barely knows how to use Facebook. Uh, we can still, we can provide a really nice, easy entry point to make it simple digestible bite-sized chunks to be able to, you know, dip your toe into web three and NFTs. And then how long are your podcast normally or your, your, your show your segments? Our show is exactly two hours on Saturdays. So we run it live from 
three to five Eastern on Saturday afternoons. Do you Back do on location? Are you on? Uh, do you do on location? Are you just doing in studio? That depends. So that like Miami NFT week, we were all live. That first show, That's we were actually cool. live in Miami. It was amazing. Um, and uh, so we can do that. Really cool. Again, it's just Zoom, right? We just all jump on Zoom and feed the the signal over to the satellite provider that we use. So multiformat.net, they do a fantastic job of capturing our signal every week. They put it up on satellite and then radio stations all over the country can pull us down whenever they want. Chicago, for instance, uh, I think it's uh, WCGO is 1590 AM and 95.9 FM, if I'm not mistaken. So they're on both. And they run us, for instance, like they wait till Sunday, 7 p.m. Central. That's when they run us. So it's um, that's just kind of how syndication works. The radio stations will run you whenever they want. They'll try to do a lot, but yeah. right. Are you are you are you disseminating or distributing through? Uh, are you using the RSS feed or are you? Yeah. So yeah, we feed over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Those are really the two big ones right now. Um, yeah, and then we've got enough in the can now. When I stay in the can, like produce shows, um, we've been holding off on doing anything on YouTube, TikTok, right? Any of the video stuff, because there's just so much data to to go through, right? The well, piece is like, it's it's bad enough for audio, so right. I, have to, I have to cut out like all the four and five minute commercial breaks when we convert our show from live to podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, for video, it's even, you know, it's even more mind-numbing. Plus all and the then, time, all the post-production. So that's coming, though. It's coming soon. Nice. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, too, are you syncing the sound? Or are you just rolling it all together as one file? I'm sure you are syncing the sound different. Yeah. So I'm just yeah, trying, I'm trying to figure out some corners you can cut. I know. <laughs> I know. Believe me. And I've gone back over the Zoom audio. Although we may we may look at Riverside because they do a pretty good job. But um but it's it's tough because the quality doesn't come through as good in Zoom. Um, so part of it will be uh, we have to sync the audio from our from the remote unit that I use, Tascam, and get that synced up with the video. And so it's it's a lot of post, a ton of and post. How are you guys? How is it going with your advertising? Are you guys using like a service like a Podcorn or where they can like bombard you with a bunch of different sponsorship posts? And then are you are you producing your commercials to go inside? Are you doing branded content? What do you find to be the easiest way to really? Yeah, really good question, man. We're we're still in the process of of really ramping that up. So we knew, you know, it was gonna be tough to get sponsors with zero, (laughs) you know, zero eyeballs, right? Or zero ears. (laughs) So we didn't, you know, we didn't push it too hard in the beginning, but we actually had a, a couple really nice conversations early like within the first couple of weeks with uh, with a couple of big brands in the Web3 space. And they were definitely curious. Um, but of, again, you know, just kind of waiting to pull the trigger. And so we're 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 still cultivating those relationships literally one on one. So it's it's a lot of one on one B2B right now, um, reaching out to different entities. We did uh, reach out to like VaynerMedia because um, they have a couple clients that we've talked to that we know would be a really good fit. And yes, all of the above. So traditional advertising, 30 second and 60 second commercials is what we, uh, you know, what we have formatted out. So we get 10 minutes an hour that we get to, you know, produce up and sell however we want. Flexi NFTs. So FlexiNFTs.io is our very first sponsor. They were instrumental in helping <laughs> at, yeah, they, I mean, these guys are amazing. The product that they sell, by the way, it's a, it's a backlit um, display and it's a heart. It's a physical display on glass of your oh. NFT with customized backgrounds. It's multi-layered. So it's got a, it's got a three. Do you have uh, one over there? I feel like you have I one over there. <laughs> actually, they just reached out to me last week and they said, all right, we got to get yours going. So what, what, what are we doing? So probably the tremendous tiger, I think is going to be the one uh, that we do, but, uh, but it's coming. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're so well yes, done. Do. Yeah, the craftsmanship is amazing. But um, but yeah, they're so we're going to do a 30 second spot for them. Um, and then, you know, obviously some co-branding stuff as well. So one of the goals that we have, whether it's MetaMask or Coinbase or, you know, Ledger, whoever. Uh, and this is, again, for the creators out there, you know, 
ways to just serve it up differently and actually build in some extra value is we're going to offer up a kind of anchor sponsorship. And if you've heard it on, you know, your local music station, you've probably heard uh, maybe even on news, you know, broadcasting live from the whatever studios, right? Uh, from the from the tire shop studios or the Mike the Tax Guy studios or whatever it is. Um, that's what we're offering up to for, um, you know, those one or two, whoever that, you know, that top sponsor is that maybe has some deeper pockets and, and they really want to make a bigger impact. It's a great way for us, right? Coming out of every single segment after all the commercials and even at the intro and the outro of the show, broadcasting live from the, I'm going to drop it, the MetaMask <laughs> studios. Right, uh, would be cool. Like we would love to do that, or Ledger, right, or whoever it is. Uh, well, domains, yeah. Just to name and it. Are, and then, are you guys offering any type of transcripts, or do you feel like any of your uh, listeners or audience members they want to see transcripts of some of the shows? One hundred percent, they do. Uh, they want to. So we're we just started a new feature called Crypto Six O. So it's basically a sixty second kind of a daily, just hey, here's some thoughts around NFTs and Web three and you know, uh, what's happening in the space. Um, that is wildly popular and for sure as a blog post, uh, folks are already asking for it. They're like, wow, that'd be really great. Cause I don't always have the time, uh, to listen, or maybe that's not my jam, but I love reading. And so, yeah, so, you know, still growing, right. We're still only, what is it? Two months in <laughs> two and a half months in, uh, since our, our premiere broadcast, but, uh, but that's definitely something we want to do is build out the blog piece on our website and make sure that we do, you know, have some kind of, it's tough for two hours, right? For a two hour show, it's tough to do the whole thing transcribed, but certainly there may be interview segments or something in there that makes sense, uh, you know, to do it that way. So we're talking about it. We just had this conversation yesterday, actually. Oh, nice. And then yeah. I, uh, I know that they say YouTube does it and also Google, maybe. I think you, you I think it transcribes you the algorithm's not as strong right so you got to go, yeah. go in and do a lot of cleanup but i know we were talking about um oh gosh what was the service we were talking about i had it let's see if i can find it but um da, 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 do, 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 do. something scribe i wish I, I could find it i have it in my notes from yesterday but uh Oh, Descript. That's what it was. Descript. <clears throat> Descript, yeah. Descript is pretty strong. Uh, at least that's what I'm, I'm hearing from everybody. So, you know, that's not based on my experience. But I think that's the one we're going to look at. It, it sounds like it does a pretty good job. And then are you, did you get, did you guys build a website from scratch for the program? Or did you use a previous website? Or did you merge the content on the website that was already in use? Yeah, brand new. I mean, built it from scratch. Uh, you know, initially we just used a template builder. And then of course, one of our good friends, again, the, the community stepping up man, and supporting in ways that you never think possible, but so many people with so many different talents, right? Whether it's in web three coding or, you know, cinematography, still photo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good friends of ours, uh, Marcos, um, over at NFT dad, uh, NF daddies. Uh, that's a project that he was working on. They just launched Pirates of the Open Sea, but he also does, you know, Web3 and social and all that, or Web2 and social. So he uh, he took a peek at it, made some tweaks, and we're going to revamp that, obviously, sooner rather than later, most likely, because of uh, exactly what you asked is, you know, with all of those different features and different things that we want to do, Temple Builders just... The, the just Why do you get a look there? And then what do you say, what do you say to Link? I know this when I go to pocket. No, I know what I know. There's a lawnmower. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I actually couldn't hear the lawnmower. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. Can you hear now? <laughs> no. So um, yeah, I'm in a sunroom just to let people know. It's interesting, but um, yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna ask you, what do you think about links? Like links to um your site? Are you guys doing um exposed links? Are you like you know where you have a vanity URL? Or are you guys doing um, a hyperlink in some of the text? I noticed when I go to some podcasts, I love some of them. They're amazing. But there's like an end there. It's like, okay, what's next? Like, it, yeah. it doesn't be, it's, it's a resource with the information that's given, but it doesn't have information at my fingertips all the time. And that kind of like yeah. annoys me. 
Yeah. I think podcasts could be a little bit more descriptive. They need to have better SEO, particularly better keywords for the searches on those RSS feeds. Some people don't even put, they don't even put um, keywords. I'm like, how do you even get heard? Right. So, um, and then you get the, and I noticed you should, you should concentrate on the analytics and try to see when your listeners, you know, what they really like, what they don't like. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's just such a, it's, just, it's like throwing spaghetti on the ceiling and you just, you don't know which noodles going to fall in your face. Shot. You know? Yeah. It's hard. I mean, we, you know, we do, we try to do a good job of uh, providing as much, you know, um, resources in the, in the show notes as possible, especially for guests, right? Like that's a no brainer, right? So connect with XYZ at Twitter uh, or their website or whatever it is. And it's all, it's all exposed. There's nothing, you know, there's no short URLs or bit.ly or anything like that. So this way people, uh, you know, people can find uh, the guests and content easier. Um, then the other piece, uh, that you asked about, which is interesting, it's, um, it's really, uh, for us, it, it's interesting starting so early because, um, we don't know, right. What people are looking for. And that's really the tough part we went with. That's what actually where, where the name crypto radio network came from was that we knew for sure, based on data, it's the most identifiable term for anybody on the planet. They all know the word crypto. They don't necessarily know NFTs. They certainly don't know Web3. Metaverse, maybe, right? But now Facebook owns Meta, so that's even tough, right? To uh, to compete with them from a search perspective. So that's actually a lot of thought went uh, on the front end into how do we actually brand this show properly? Now, you know, again, now that we have shows in the can and we've established ourselves as consistent, that now it's time to really you know, push those levers and start to uh, start to really build out from a marketing perspective, um, a, a solid plan for getting more uh, more ears um, on headphones so that we can uh, we can expand our reach both digitally and terrestrial. So, you know, it's a lot of spinning plates at the same time. Um, the focus, uh, of course, between getting more stations on board to run us live on the weekend. That's a challenge, but we we've got Vaughn. Honestly, we've got like one of the hottest slots on the weekend. It's three to five Eastern in the afternoon, which is noon on, on the West coast is perfect. That's actually when people are probably either running around in their cars, running errands or, you know, back and forth from soccer games or whatever it is. Right. So we're, we're, we really intentionally tried to meet people where they're at already so that they don't have to go far to find us. And that was the the whole thought process behind going to terrestrial radio in the first place. Um, now all the digital stuff like SEO and all that good stuff, that's like gravy for us, right? That's all bonus. Um, so yeah, so we've we've got a lot of work to do to improve that piece, no doubt, uh, just transparently, you know, that's on me. Uh, I've got a lot of work to do and 24 hours of the day and then taking all the trips and the trips are fun, but we gotta we gotta get some work done. We definitely have some some work to do. Yeah. The trips are really fun, but they do wear you out. Cause after yeah. day three of being in the sun, I was just like, okay, I can't. <laughs> I was done, man. I, I can't get it anymore. I was cashed. I, I really did. Uh it was like, my gosh. I Wednesday, Thursday came and I'm like, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but but we had to, right? So yeah. Uh oh yeah that was a little are they right there that's all right take our time yeah i love the outfit by the way i was going to mention that earlier i love the coordination man oh Thank thanks fire was, uh, you know this is our little nfc oh that's true <laughs> oh no kidding cool so we actually, we actually, we actually, um, we made this NFT. We have seven of them, and they're called the Animal Series, and they're emotional support animals. And they're available on uh, OpenSea and their own landing page on our website. But um, the cool thing is, this is the seventh one. Seven is my favorite number. Can you guys hear me as well? Yeah, I can still hear you. It's actually okay. much yeah, the back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill this man. So, you know, we have seven NFCs and basically, um, you know, like you said, just being, seeing some of those younger people get into that space. I was like, yeah. okay, my son gets all A's and B's. 
<laughs> right. So I'm like, so so what we did it. We said to myself, you know, he's a gamer. He likes playing a lot of Xbox. And I was like, we decided to do this cat called Amy Cat, but then we just named it. Just named him after um, one second. So out of the blue, like no, it's good. Nobody's out here. That's all right. Yeah, that part is amazing to me too. You know, we're growing up our kids in a world where it's no longer, you know, which video game do you want this week? It's like, now we're teaching them how to create uh, and sell at like seven, <laughs> right? Some some of them, two years old, right? We've seen those onesie twosies of like two years old. Playing around, yeah. yeah. Playing so with cool. tablets and stuff and reading them. It's crazy, yeah, they're so real. responsive. So what we, what we did last time is we actually assigned we actually assigned the NFC to, um, we assigned this NFC to my son. So um, it's called Lucky Linux. And basically, uh, we're going to mention an open seat today. Oh, fantastic. Today? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So gonna, yeah. So we're, um, we're, we're laughing because, you know, I went ham with these hats. It's, 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 for all you guys, I'm at a resort, the lawnmower. There's two guys on lawnmower. No, you're good. Good. It's like, it's like two guys on lawnmowers right now. I'm like, really? There's nobody out here. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm at, this, I'm at this lake called Bethany Beach around that area. I didn't even know Atlantic. I'm not gonna tell anybody that, but I, I never knew the Atlantic Ocean had to touch Delaware. Please don't, please don't yell at me. But um, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what is this like? But uh, Bethany Beach is actually pretty nice. It reminds me of the East Hampton. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, so we um. So with this, with this space, you know, a lot of kids don't understand it and get it. What kind of resources do you think you would offer to a novice or somebody just getting started, period? Somebody brand new. Um, so I think, you know, finding a community and following um, and being a part of their conversation is huge. That's how I learned, right? Um, I happened to get lucky, again, getting into the VFriends community. That was my first entry into the NFT space. And thankfully, there was a handful of folks that actually understood it uh, and were excited and eager to learn it at, as, you know, we started that journey together. So that was part of it is, you know, find a community. I love the VFriends community for that, uh, quite honestly. I think there's a couple others, too, that are super, super encouraging. Kali Buds, you know, a good friend of ours, their Discord is fire and it's super tight knit. Um, so Kali Buds Discord is fantastic. Uh, the NF Daddies, that's really the big one, I think, for me, as as a creator, even. I lean on them uh, probably not as often as I should, even, because they, they really do have a tremendous amount of resources for anybody just entering the space. So literally from Web3 101 all the way up to do you want to do a generative project? Great. We'll show you how to do it. We'll even show you how to do the artwork and layers and the whole nine yards. Uh, smart contract, start to finish. They've done those workshops for free, for free, like every week for the last, I don't even know how long now, six months. And so NF Daddies um, is, uh, that's the project that I would, I would go follow their website, jump in their discord and um, yeah, and learn as much as you can. Them, VFriends, Collie Buds, those are really three great communities. And then, you know, Twitter, Twitter is an interesting animal, man. <laughs> there, there's a lot of action for the Web3 and NFT space on Twitter right now. And there's a lot of different voices. Uh, I just heard a conversation today about why, you know, why it seems like there's maybe influencers on Twitter with 100,000 followers plus that all have the exact same opinion, all are pushing the exact same projects. Very odd, right? Um but um, but I guess that's, you know, that could be just coincidence, too. But it does it, it does take a certain amount of discernment in this space just to be careful who you follow, where you're getting information from and ask. That's the other one. So even in the communities that I love, that I trust, you know, within the VFriends community, if I hear something that sounds off, uh, I'm still going to ask and verify with other folks and say, hey, what do you think? So um, NF Daddies for sure. VFriends is great. Collie Buds community is great. I'm trying to think of a couple others that would be good. Oh, the Faceless. So Faceless, um, 
faceless many is the nft project but the faceless um collective really the group of people that created that project and other projects like it uh, is another great resource that they do a lot of uh a lot of up training and uh and onboarding as well as helping to navigate and consult on projects too so they do they do a fantastic job and are you guys are you working uh with any outreach are you doing any outreach or working in communities community based organizations with the uh, show we are i'm so glad you asked bon so uh so there is one there's one group that uh has done an absolutely stellar job even here in my backyard which is uh phoenix nft so phx nft um also nft phoenix and nft az that really is kind of a collective that we're starting to build out and just inviting folks we just did a meetup uh well they did a meetup i don't want to say we uh even though i feel like it's family and i i, I want to say we but uh the organizers uh did a meetup what was it the two weeks maybe before nft nyc and probably 30 people 40 people came out and it was a really nice mix of some folks that had some experience in nfts and crypto some that didn't um and uh yeah it was just educational um 20 twin uh he led the conversation and built out a whole deck of like here's the history of crypto here's the history of nfts really did a great job explaining for people at a granular level in a two hour it was like two hours of content uh so this was not just a mixer let's just all get hammered and you know meet each other this was really deep deep content and also a couple guest speakers so you know diamond doll flew in um yeah do your thing he said i'm packing up and moving <laughs> I hear you. It's just too much. It's just so extra. And we can wrap it up soon, man. I don't I don't want to take up your whole day, you know, but I appreciate the time for sure. Yeah, it's a little too I should say lot choppy right there, but yeah, it's better out there. Yeah, so we're in the front porch. Nice. Oh, it's beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful out here. So we've been barbecuing, eating our hearts out. It's gonna probably be a thunderstorm or something around three o'clock, but we're just having a good time out here. But yeah. um, no, I was gonna ask you. So, wow, they're really everywhere. This is like a, this is like a nightmare. <laughs> no, they're following you. <laughs> it's like a bad sci-fi movie. Yeah. So, tell me. This is a nightmare. <laughs> but it's fun, man. Welcome to the podcast world. Oh, that's funny. What happens in podcasts? Yeah, man. So, um, wow, I really thought I was going to get away with this, but I, I guess not. So, um, uh, no, uh, so you, you work with those out, the outreach organizations. Do you feel, um, what, where do you see you guys or where do you see yourself three years from now? Great question. Three years from now, Crypto Radio Network, I believe, will be one of the many pillars of content that we're producing at a higher uh at a higher level as a, a bigger collective and now i don't know exactly what it looks like yet i don't know if it's a collective of multiple media companies or you know we build out kind of a big media company commute or media community um that is producing content for broadcast radio broadcast tv uh web3 metaverse the whole nine yards right that that's really where i see us heading I don't know if it'll be three years it might you know it might take five to ten to get there to really build it out properly but i think there's just so much opportunity right now that for sure in three years i could see us building out 24 7 content for just this one satellite network that would give uh radio stations all over the country the ability to run it literally 24 7 on their station all day which i used to hate that as a personality in the space and i i've i've dealt with satellite companies coming in and taking over the programming and then people lose jobs is really what happens that's the punchline right uh clear channel which is now iheart they have they've had that problem repeatedly that they've just had to they've had to cut expenses it is what it is 
So, you know, so you get Ryan Seacrest in the afternoon in Phoenix, right? After he's been on in, in LA in the morning. That's just, that's just how it goes. Cause that's cheaper, right? He's already got a contract and they can play his stuff for free. And so same idea here, but the truth is, I think the satellite company that we're with, the providers, multiformat.net, we're uniquely positioned with them that they really have a nice um, opening, an opportunity for bringing more content creators to their space and building out 24-7 Web3 content on the radio, which sounds crazy, on the radio, Vaughn. But, um, right, Web3 on the radio, like it just doesn't, it doesn't compute right at first glance like you're like i don't see the connection here but again it's you know it's all about the communities the interviews the people the connection uh and again just giving people an opportunity to get some information that um they don't have to necessarily go find it right it's we're delivering it to their front doorstep on their radio so i'm i'm excited for the possibility i think that's real i i think we'll probably be a 24 7 satellite provider within three years That's going to be awesome. You probably yeah. get that goal faster because everything's so fast and you have access to so many amazing people. And then, like you said, it's like when you attach yourself to a conference or a convention, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I can get, I can get everybody. <laughs> I mean, imagine, you know, Faroque, right? Rug Radio. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. Crazy Carl Collective. Like, there's so many opportunities. There's so many good creators out there. Michael Keen and Jennifer Sudo, right? NFT Catcher Podcast. There's already some fantastic content on digital that just would make a thousand percent sense to bring it over to radio um and then tv after that so i've got some i got some ideas in my back pocket for tv nice so oh wow that's kind of interesting oh that's kind of interesting what um is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you want to mention about I don't think so. I mean, just my co-hosts, right? So none of this is possible without Matt Mazzaferro and Evan Mann. So at the Matt Maz on Twitter and at Evan underscore man with two N's on Twitter. These two guys, quite honestly, Vaughn, uh, they lap me tenfold in knowledge and depth in experience in this space. They have such huge teachers hearts that I knew immediately when I was starting to put the show together and this and I'm not kidding, it was 30 seconds into meeting Evan that I knew he was going to be one of the co-hosts. He was going to be involved with, with the show somehow. Matt um, has done a fantastic job in Clubhouse. He was just head down grinding, doing a weekly interview segment, just focusing on one person in the VFriends community each week. And his skills developed so uh, strong that it was a no-brainer also to bring him because he's just got, he's got the, the curious mindset that it takes, right? And that special something to actually want to sit in a room with somebody for two hours and ask them questions, right? That's just, it's a special skill, <laughs> right? It takes a special kind of person to do it. I know, you know, and um, yeah. So without those two guys, I mean, this show would be nothing uh, for me to drown. You know, could you imagine if it was just me talking for two hours? And the answer is yes, I can. And no, it would not be, <laughs> it would not be that great. Um, I've done it. I mean, I can produce a show by myself, but it just made so much sense to bring these guys in and uh, um, and and build it together. And um, and then as we've you know as we've developed and cultivated our relationships, of course, their networks have gotten excited about what they're doing too. So uh, again, just tons of support from the community. And um, and look for us on NFT the movie. We connected with them in New York and. They did an interview segment with us, so we're super stoked, man, that we're we're going to be included in that body of work. That's a it's really a, a document a documentary um, in a moment in history, Vaughn, which I believe, and I shared this on the panel. This is the greatest transfer of wealth and creative control and opportunity in the history of the planet. That's what Web three does, and so. Um, for NFT the movie to you know to honor us with that slot, just to be a part of really documenting history in this moment, was I mean that was just mind blowing. Um, it still doesn't compute yet how that happened, but again it was Evan. You know the director saw Evan. We were set up in the middle of Times Square. They set up right next to us. 
And the director comes over, hey, Evan, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. What are you guys doing? Oh, you're getting interviews? Cool. Well, do you want to be in the movie? <laughs> Just like that. It was amazing. And so, yeah, these two guys are, are super special, super important to me, and uh, couldn't do it without them. Wow. You gave us so much information, and you were really pushing out those websites. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I was like, well, oh, I go now, go now, yeah. go now. No, that's awesome because that's what people want. We want to be a one-stop shop. So you really did, gave us that. Um, yeah. Is there any other advice that you will offer someone that's getting started besides yeah. the things that you've already mentioned? Is there anything else, any other cheat sheets or cliff notes you want to give us before we get out of here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think anybody jumping into NFTs or crypto for the first time, right, as a consumer, be super careful. Um, be careful. Don't spend money that you can't afford to set on fire not just can't afford to lose but if it's money that you can literally throw in the trash can and set it on fire right now cool that's your nft buddy <laughs> that <laughs> right um and so that's first second is just from a security standpoint this is the message that we we have to remember to hit home because we assume everybody's heard it and the truth is there's still hundreds of millions of people that are going to be jumping into the space that don't know about security and it's simply this Direct messages are going to come your way. Even public messages and, and tags and tweets and stuff are going to come your way that say, good news, you've won such and such. You've been selected. Hey, I'm so-and-so from MetaMask and I need your secret phrase. And those things are not true. That just doesn't happen. Um, within communities, when you're in someone's, even in Discord, right? So Discord is the tool where most communities are are congregating so that they can get information out to their followers and, and people that are buying into their projects. And even Discord is a little bit, it's a little bit scary uh, because you're gonna, again, you're gonna get direct messages. You could even get into a Discord that looks like someone else's Discord and uh, you don't know it, right? Until it's too late. So a lot of this is again, protecting your wallet. So when you set up your MetaMask or your Coinbase wallet or whichever wallet you choose, you're going to get a password and a secret phrase. Never give it to anybody ever, never for any reason ever. That goes in a lockbox. My listen, my wife doesn't have my secret phrase. She knows where to get it if I die, <laughs> right? But it it it's not available for anybody for any reason because nobody needs it. Um, so that's the other piece is just security wise. Just be careful if you hear something that sounds too good to be true. Uh, bad news. It probably is. Well, thank you so much, Sam. Sorry for the lawnmower dreams, but <laughs> we're gonna call it the lawnmower time. interviews. That's what we're right. gonna call it. Yeah. I was like, what? It's so random. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a pleasure speaking with you, pleasure meeting with you. I would love to pick your brain every couple of weeks. We can have you come on and off. That'd be wonderful. Maybe we can do some joint things together as well. And like you said before, I would love to hang out with you guys one day. I would love to. In fact, Vaughn, I as you said it, I was like, this is a no-brainer. I was thinking it that it would be amazing to have you on uh, Crypto Radio Network on a regular basis. I know it's tough to even commit to like weekly Saturdays at that specific time, but even if it was pre-recorded or something like that, we, yeah, we would love, man, to have you on on a regular basis. That'd be fun. Well, we, we would love to accept. So yeah. We, so we would definitely love to do that. I would love to be a part of the journey. I think it's so awesome. I love your professionalism. You guys are such a plethora of information and you have great energy. Like it's Thank not you. nothing like there's no like little shaky bone in you. Listen, it's all smoke and mirrors, my man. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, this is it. I mean, literally, literally like what you see is what you get. I get, I get it. I have a lot of fun uh, talking about this stuff because it's so new and it's so fresh. I mean, I hope that's still the experience in five or 10 years, right? That we're still this jazzed, uh, you know, and jacked up about it. But Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's it's just it's a lot of fun for me to continue to meet people and tell stories. That's really the big, you know, the big piece is uh, the storytelling never gets old. Well, I'm definitely going to pencil you guys in from three to five p.m. on Saturdays for a two hour conversation. And I'm going to try to make sure I have some time in for you guys. because I would love to do that. And if you guys have any, you know, any slots available this Saturday, maybe we can try to work that out. I think this, this week, Let's maybe, do it. you know. Yeah, we yeah I think this week this week we're jumping because I'm a little we're spreading with a new issue just launched with 
this young guy, so we can talk about that as well. Um, yeah. It'd be so cool. And we can yeah, talk about man. some of the things we've been working on as well. But yeah, I would love to hear this Saturday. So I'm penciling in now, hanging out with Sal Saturdays. Yeah. I, in fact, so Julie Sue's going to be on the first hour. Uh, we're going to do some pre-recorded interviews, of course, from NFT VIP and NFT NYC. But if if you could squeeze in, you know, that four to five hour, um, if we could do like a half hour block in okay. there somewhere, that'd be perfect. Okay. Done. All right. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll speak that in. And then it was, you know, again, it was a pleasure speaking to you. you I'm too. sure we'll be talking again. And I'm, I'm glad to have you as a resource. I think you're making this community a lot more safer and much more you just making it it feels more like a like a safe haven now because we have people that we can trust and just you know you guys are very helpful and you're resourceful so a lot of people they talk the talk but then always walk the walk so yeah it was a pleasure meeting you sal and i look forward to speaking to you guys on saturday you too fun can't wait man we'll see you saturday <laughs> thanks so much all right man. thank you so much man appreciate you talk soon all right have a good one. thanks, thanks.